from a bar mitzvah at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem to a temple procession in Taipei. The people of our world are passionate about their beliefs. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to Radio Taiwan International. I am Natalie So. Up this hour, we have our music show, Just the Classics. But first, join us for Here in Taiwan. Hello and welcome to Here in Taiwan. It's Wednesday, July 22nd, and we have all ladies in the room today. We have Shirley Lin. Hello. And Catherine Wade. Hi. Paula Chow. Hello. And I am Natalie So. We'll be telling you about a guy who uses a sun umbrella and all the talk about that. Also, a southerner's first impression of Taipei and how Ghost Island Media is promoting views from Taiwan through English podcasts. Also, how a man woke to find a cobra in his house, and how a man collected stimulus vouchers but got a surprise. Those stories and more coming right up. Okay, I think last week when it was the four of us, we were talking about sun umbrellas and how actually... Um, doctors are saying that men should use them because they've been victims of heat stroke this summer. It's been very hot. The sun is really strong, and a lot of women use sun umbrellas, but men tend not to because it's, I guess it's not a masculine thing to do. <laughs> so, but what happened with this guy? Okay, he obviously he carried on an umbrella when he was on his way to work, but he was really concerned that you know, people might you know, laugh at him. So he posted, uh, you know, that question online and he received a lot of responses. You know, one person said, well, it's okay because, you know, ultraviolet rays are really strong. And there's another person said that to be laughed at and to be diagnosed with skin cancer, which one do you want? Mm. <laughs> That's a fair point. Yeah. Right. And there's another guy said, well, you know, you should carry an umbrella and make sure you have you know, your sun lotion with you. And then, you know, this is really interesting. And there's another um, person said, well, it doesn't matter whether you are a guy or a woman, you know, it's really hot, so you should carry an umbrella. It doesn't matter. And don't worry about what other people think about you. And according to statistic, from July 1st to July 10th, within 10 days, the number of people who suffer from heat stroke hit a four-year high. Mm. So that's a serious problem. And the Central Weather Bureau is, um, you know, says the public should take some precautions, make sure you wear uh, protective, um, some protective clothing, and also you have to carry an umbrella or wear sunglasses. So I think it's, I mean, he got a lot of support, right, for yes. doing that. Right. I don't so think guys should have to worry about it. Right. It's definitely a positive think, move. I don't think people will laugh at them unless they're using a pink, you know, lacy umbrella or something. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, usually when you think of a sun umbrellas or sun parasols, they're they're lacy, kind of like fabric. Um, what is it? Cloth fabric. Well, it depends made. what kind you use. Like I use one. Do you think that's... the guy was carrying a? Sun? No, I, I think he was think just so. carrying a regular umbrella. Oh, okay. sure yeah, and it's been so raining a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. so well, yeah, I think you, if you buy one that matches your style, right? For a guy, it'd be dark blue <laughs> or black or something. You know, 
just don't care about pink yeah, one. Yeah, it's not feminine. <laughs> no, carry whatever you want. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Carry whatever you want and, and use it. I mean, it really works. Yeah, especially, um, you know, I... I, I, I switched to um, one of those umbrellas where there's a layer so that it blocks UV mm-hmm. rays. Mm-hmm. And I think they work better. And I, I remember I, bar- I lent that to my son. And I just recently asked it back because I think that I need that because it really does make a difference whether mm-hmm. they have that layer or not. And so it really has been hot. And I do don't you want to get hold stroke. on to it? He didn't want to I give did. it back? Does no, no, no. He, so gave, he, it, he it. gave it back to me. Does yeah. he use it as a sun umbrella? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I guess yeah, teenagers are probably a little bit more self-conscious, but really, I, I think that uh, men shouldn't, you know, have to worry about this. Yeah. No, not they at all. They're to be different and, and care about their health, right? Right, right. It makes a big yeah. difference. No, young boys still... They're yeah, still very they're self-conscious. Not, yeah, <laughs> I think they'd rather wear a hat, I guess, instead of an umbrella. Just last week, uh, citizens of Taiwan were able to start um, buying what we call stimulus vouchers. You spend 1,000 NT and you get 3,000 NT in coupons where you can use pretty much everywhere. It's pretty cool. And, you know, um, did you guys all get your coupons already? No, not not yet. yet. Not yet. Have you? I I got it the first day. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Did you spend them? No, they're kind of like, I use them gradually. Okay. Yeah. And then my kids found out that they're kind of entitled to it. <laughs> I had to give them some money. <laughs> I was trying to use it all on my own. Uh-huh. I mean, I asked my okay. husband, he said, you can have the whole thing. You're like, oh, great. Four people. That's $12,000. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you have to wait in the line to get Well, I went to the post office oh. and it wasn't too bad. It was like okay. 15 minutes or something. So, that's not bad. Yeah. Because I didn't, oh. you can also get it through 7-Eleven. You just, uh, you know, use the machine mm-hmm. and right. order with yeah. the, your national health card. It's actually pretty easy. It's not too hard. Oh, so, okay. Just it's having pretty got... convenient. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to have like money. free money. Yeah. You feel yeah. rich all of a sudden. True. <laughs> I know. Okay. So, so there's a story about someone who had some stimulus coupons and what he found. Right. So he was one of the people who went to a convenience store to collect them. And this was in Pingdong County. So the man got his vouchers. I believe they're in an envelope. Mm-hmm. And he was very happy, went home and opened it and, and found that the two $500 um, value ones all had um, missing corners. Big oh. missing corners. Oh, dear. Yeah. And on one of them, he couldn't. Uh, there are a series of numbers on them that mm-hmm. makes them valid. And you can trace where these go. That's for the government to trace, I suppose. And you couldn't even see the numbers. Oh, dear. Huh? Yeah. So, oh. and he couldn't find the missing pieces in the envelope. Oh, no. Oh. So, what happened? Mm, they haven't gotten to the bottom of it yet. Well, he posted online, and people were like, if you end up in the news, the government will reach out. So <laughs> ah. <laughs> he's smart. Yeah, he, oh, he's okay. waiting on it. Uh-huh. So it's a nasty yeah, I guess, surprise. I guess that even if you were to go back to the convenience store, there's nothing the people there can do anything about it, I suppose. Well maybe if he filed a police report they could Yeah. They yeah. Could maybe look he at can the... go to the bank and I don't know. Well that's a hassle. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it is I a hassle. I think it's a hassle. It definitely is. Um Hmm. You know, it sounds like it's been used. But you know, with the corner, it sounds ripped. intentional. Like they yeah. took the number off. I know, but for what? Just to mess up one person's life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, huh? I, 
couldn't imagine what happened. Or they kind of ripped it too fast and the name number Maybe, came Maybe, yeah. That could or have been still, a printing I mean, accident. A printing accident. Mm. Uh, yeah. So are you guys going to buy things that you normally wouldn't buy because you have oh, extra sure. money? Yeah? Yeah. Like what? Well, uh, I'm going to get my eyebrows done soon. So maybe that. <laughs> oh, you mean color? Like microbladed. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Interesting. Hmm. I haven't thought about it. I think <laughs> I, oh, well, we can use it on like, you know, um, like if you stay at a hotel, right? I think I so. think you can pretty much use it almost everywhere. Some some places uh, they don't give you change. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Hotels is, might have promotions. Like you can get more out of that. Yeah, mm, some places oh. have promotions. They'll give you extra value. Right. Yeah. So and then there's so. a time limit. I don't remember exactly. There is. Yeah, it's five I think months. sometime this year. <gasps> oh, gotta use so. it within an, oh next five yeah, months. This, this yeah, this year. Oh. That's not too, not too hard. It's, like, it's easy to use money. Year. I mean, I hope so. I will so be gone in no time. I just did it on groceries, which was so boring. I feel like I should do it on something more special. <laughs> yeah. But you're actually helping the economy, like people who need it the most. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. small businesses. Yeah. So, it's, true, it's a great true. idea. This yeah. what the government. I hope they do it all the time. Visit RTI on the web at english.rti.org.tw. So, Shirley, tell us about Ghost Island Media. Okay, well, we should say who the founder of Ghost Island Media is, is Emily Wu, who was actually a consultant for us uh, when we started the Taiwan Insider um, program, which, by the way, is a weekly program, and you guys should all go on and, and watch it and listen to it. All right, it YouTube and Facebook, on, yeah. Yeah, YouTube and Facebook. You know, it's all reporting about, you know, some big news stories from the past week, as well as some... Um, different segments about Taiwan. Yeah. Yep. So, Fun and, and games as well. Yeah, that's right. And Natalie is in on that too, along with Andrew Ryan. Um, so anyway, Ghost Island Media was recently interviewed by uh, Focus Taiwan. And um, Emily, well, actually Emily was interviewed. So basically, um, it's been around for uh, since early 2019. And it's launched a four podcast. So it's a podcast company. And um, by the way, Emily is from the same college that I went to in the States. And so she said she particularly came back to Taiwan to start a podcast company. That was her dream. That's really cool. I know. It's really cool. She said that uh, she did that because there are just too few voices from Taiwan in the English media. That's mm-hmm. true. Which is that's true. I agree with that. That's yeah, true. Yeah. And so the name of the company, that's very interesting, why it's called Ghost Island. And she told me that when I interviewed her on my show because she was asked, like, you know, why Why? are you going back to taiwan it's like a ghost island there's nothing there Mm -hmm. that's what people were saying and she was like what really is whether you know taiwan is really a bad place or what she decided to start a media company that produces podcasts for foreign nationals and taiwanese abroad to see taiwan in different different light so right now she's got like three regular english podcasts in the waste not why not and i interviewed um you know nate for that uh where he talks He's a great talker about environmental topics. And then um, another one on current affairs called the, Ta- the Taiwan Take. And the most recent uh, one, and that's why she was on, in the news, is um, called a Metalhead Politics, where she co-hosts with uh, a legislator, um, Freddie Lim. And they talk about, well, actually, it's a mix of heavy metal music and politics. because wrote, They do music, too, because he's yeah. the lead singer for Chthonic, right? Right, yeah, that's right. And so... Um, 
She also has one and only Mandarin program at the moment on marijuana, hosted by a lawyer who discusses trends and legal issues surrounding what is illegal drug in Taiwan. And um, anyway, about metalhead politics. Basically, they uh, the the reason why they started this and that Freddie was willing to start this was because of the pandemic, and then a lot of his music gigs were canceled because mm-hmm. of that. So I guess he got some hmm. free time. <laughs> But anyway, so um, the second episode of uh, Metalhead Politics, they discussed news stories from the past month, such as decriminalization of adultery in Taiwan, the successful vote to recall Han Guoyu, who was the mayor of Kaohsiung, and China's introduction of the national security law in Hong Kong. So it's all very. You know, political. heavy. Yeah, political. They discuss it among the two of them, or do they interview people? Um, hmm. It doesn't say right here, but I've yet to listen. I think it's just the two of them. I've it's just the two of them, huh? Of yeah. Episodes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It just just started, so maybe eventually they would. But um, and then at the same time, Wu asked Freddie. Yeah, I mean Emily asked Freddie like how to do this death growl, heavy metal <laughs> vocal stuff. <laughs> if if you you know, it takes for me, it takes some kind of. You know, getting used to that kind of music. Mm-hmm. Have you listened to it, Kasonic? Yeah, yeah, I like have. heavy, heavy metal. <laughs> He puts like on so... all this makeup for their. Oh shows. yeah, that too. Oh, he yeah. looks like a different person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so he looks so really... clean cut when he's a legislator. His <laughs> suit and everything, like oh, <laughs> looks different. What a difference, right? But um, anyway, um, by the way, about podcasts. Well, I know that our radio station has been like you know saying that we should do podcasts like. A long time ago, because it was already like you know popular in the states, but then we didn't. I think Taiwan didn't really ca- quite catch on until like the last two years, mm-hmm. and so it started with about a, t- a dozen podcasts in Mandarin in 2018 to now nearly 2,000. Wow, yeah. that's yeah. So um, mostly Mandarin. It's really right? growing. Yeah, those are Mandarin speaking mm-hmm. ones. But um, anyway, so about the company's future, Ghost um, Island Media, Emily still hopes to explore into other areas like maybe children topics and oh, really? documentaries. That's interesting. Yeah, so it's really amazing. Good for her. Well, it's cool that she's hosting her own. Sh- well, ho- co-hosting her own show with a really famous, interesting yeah. lawmaker who's also a musician and a singer. Right. And um, her brother's super famous. Yes, he ran for office. Very handsome, and yes, that is right. <laughs> that whole family's famous. So. Yeah, she's yeah, so. she's she talks highly about her brother. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, because he really takes good care of her. That's nice. So yeah. uh, they should maybe do something together too, right? Yeah, they should. No, maybe that's something for <laughs> the future. So it's nice to hear that she's uh, got a lot of great things going on. That's coming out of Taiwan. You can check it out. Ghost Island Media. A lot of great podcasts. Okay, so how would you guys feel if you woke up and there was a cobra staring at you? Oh gosh, I'd run out of the house. <laughs> I would cry. I hate snakes. I don't know anyone who likes snakes, but there are people who like <laughs> they, them. Right? Yes, they are. They, are. they keep those pet owners. Yes. So there's this guy um, who experienced that exact thing, and he recently made the news. So he said that you know. You should be careful when you're outdoors, but even in your own home, because you never know an uninvited guest may come in. Well, I mean, not in the city, right? <laughs> It won't happen in the, the city. The <laughs> he lives actually far from the, about a half hour from the mountain, at thirty kilometers away from the mountains. He lives more closer to the sea, uh-huh. but um, he 
did wake up. Uh, he was sleeping on the floor because he has a toddler who's sleeping on the bed. I don't know oh, why it okay. worked out. He didn't want to, you know, crush mm-hmm. the toddler or something. He was sleeping <laughs> on the floor. And then he woke up and saw the, t- the cobra looking at him. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> Can you guys imagine? I wonder what the cobra was thinking to him. And then so it says that- when the snake saw him getting up off the floor, it hissed Ugh. and slithered off into a dark corner. <laughs> okay, well, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. At least yeah. it didn't bite him or something, right? Yeah. So, oh. I, I mean, I guess it's a happy ending. Nothing really happened. It just was a scare. Yeah. But we're hearing these kind of stories more and more these days in the news about you know the snakes people find snakes in the toilet bowl and things like that oh yeah oh, oh so, yeah, I heard about that. that's no, scary oh. so what's happening maybe the environment i mean it's getting too it's hot it's probably and, too hot outside yeah. that's true i think that's part of it i mean Ugh. they need some air conditioning too right? yes. <laughs> yes they need cooling <laughs> so anyways uh, a lot of crazy things happening out in nature here in taiwan story about southerners first impression of taipei we're here in the north so tell us about this right surprisingly everything is negative are you oh. serious yes. oh. because well i've been Haters. you know i was born in taipei and been living here for uh, my whole life and i have to admit that i seldom go to southern taiwan and this is what uh, you know people from southern taiwan have to say about taipei the the buildings uh, you know the city looks old the buildings are really old and ugly and, the, and everything's <laughs> so expensive. There's the some buildings. nice places, right? Know. Everything's so expensive, and the uh, mm. the population density is really high. If you are away from the <laughs> main roads, true. all the, the houses or buildings are you know, they look like a rundown. It's really bad, and it, and, it, and also the buildings are ugly. They look like a third world country. <gasps> Oh my god! <laughs> right, and and there's another guy said, "Well, the streets are so narrow. There are so many cars, so many people. I mean, you, you people feel like they are under a lot of pressure. And the food is lousy and expensive. <laughs> the food is okay. It's not bad. I bet it's pretty good down there, though, in the south. <laughs> yeah, they do yeah. have yeah. good food. And right. there's another guy said, "Why do people walk so fast? And then just you know." <laughs> I've heard that from friends from the South. Like, no. Yeah, when, oh. when I was 18 and just in college, and a lot of friends just moved into their dorms, and they were like, why are you walking so fast all the time? Where are you going? And I wasn't going anywhere. Right. <laughs> so they asked, why do people walk so fast? And, the, you know, there's limited space, and food is lousy. And why do people um, stand on the uh, stand to the right on, el- on escalators? Why do people do that? Because that's, we have so many people, we need to be orderly. I thought that was yeah, a, that's 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 a, a good universal thing. thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. They probably don't have that many people, so they don't get in each other's ways. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another guy, um, he says, well, there's concrete everywhere. There are no trees, no uh, grass. Mm, this that's is a right, concrete that's jungle. <laughs> yeah, I, I recently was in Kaohsiung, and really, I think the quality of life is much better down, mm. down south. I mean... Everything, there's more space, mm-hmm. and it's drier there. The weather's not mm-hmm. so humid, and I'm sure everything is cheaper, including housing. So you can live in a pretty big home mm-hmm. for much less money. Oh, yeah. The streets are very wide. And yes. much wider, so less stress. It's easier to bike parks. on. And we do have, like, relatives there, and, and they used to visit us, and one of them was like, he couldn't take more than one day in Taipei. Oh. Really? He's like, it's so crowded. I can't stand it. It's so crowded. <laughs> it's like every, it just looks like it's Chinese New Year's right now. It's just so <laughs> many people everywhere, you know, and on the subway, he's like, 
So yeah. he just like went back early. <laughs> wow. That's probably how we feel that. about Hong Kong. Oh, that's, that's true. It's so crowded there. Yeah, it is crowded. Everywhere on... you walk, it's like people mm. all around mm. you. Even their escalators are much faster. And people are in a hurry. They are. Uh-huh. I remember my first like day there, I was there as an exchange student. Like my first day or week and I was trying to figure out how to buy a metro ticket. Uh-huh. So it was taking me like maybe a few extra seconds yeah and the person behind me was so impatient she just went right ahead of me uh-huh. she saw it and she's like and she just did it first yeah she's like, oh, oh, what she's so she's not in line yeah i'm like what are these people what's wrong with them? wow and then sometimes like um in elevators if you don't if you like pause at all they'll just lock you up they just close the door close on the- you <gasps> oh you know if, you, if you don't if your foot is not in the door or something they're like you I'm not gonna wait for you. <laughs> I just think that's in Taipei or in Hong, Hong Kong. Kong. Oh, no, wow. Hong Kong happens quite yeah, often. At least in Taipei, well, I don't think. I that hope the happens. southerners don't find us this yeah, way. I yeah, know. I hope we're not that bad in their eyes. <laughs> yeah, I well wait until they go to another city, right, another country or something. Um, but I I do agree that we Taipei lacks like urban planning. I mean, mm-hmm. there'll be these old buildings interspersed within these modern, tall, you know, beautiful, nicely new buildings. You know, so buildings. yeah, they should. There's a certain kind they of charm. Should. I think Tainan's doing pretty yeah. well with um, their old buildings. They they keep them, but they make the insides really pretty. Right, oh. right. Like you know, renovate them or something like that. Like Redress them. And all that. Yeah, yeah. But um, well. But is Taipei that bad? Or maybe we're, you know, <laughs> we're, we're used, used to, to yeah. it, right? Yeah, we're used we to are. It. Exactly. I love and there are nice yeah. places. There are places where there's good urban planning, certain mm-hmm. districts and, mm-hmm. and pockets. Certain, yeah, certain districts. So, but uh, it's I, too I, expensive, though, in terms of housing, I think. Oh, yeah. Very really much yeah. compared to Kaohsiung. I think food's you not know. too bad. No, it's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I know the last time I was in Kaohsiung, it was like, wow, I want to, I want to retire here. Really? Yeah, yeah Kaohsiung mm. is really nice. And my friends, they got these big apartment, you know, the, apartments. And they're really cheap, and they're, too. Yeah, so. You can have, like, three floors to mm-hmm. yourself. They you own know? whole buildings. And right. Kaohsiung really changed a lot. I think there's a lot of culture down there. And it's just really nice. It is really nice. nice. The river is very beautiful at night mm. and, and nice yeah. place to be around. Yeah, so anyway, understandable. Well, <laughs> <laughs> in some ways, not always. Well, we're going to stay here for a while, though. <laughs> Tell us about this award that a designer recently won. Yeah, so shout out to my friend Amy. She is a Taiwanese set designer living in New York. And recently she won an award, um, the 2020 Obie Awards, for which this is an award that honors artists and groups for off-Broadway and on-Broadway and off-Broadway productions. Um, she designed this set for a play called Our Dear Dead Drug Lord, in which four kids kind of, they try to summon the spirit of Pablo Escobar. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. And <laughs> so I went to school with Amy in Taiwan. Um, that was, what, 15 years ago? <laughs> She's been, um, so she had to kind of collect collect the award through an online ceremony. Like she had to oh. dress up because everyone's in quarantine. Uh-huh. Right, but I just thought it was really nice that um, Taiwanese people out there are are showing people how how good we are, what we do. Like, so this was a play in Taiwan or in oh in New, New York? York. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. But she's here in Taiwan. She's in New York. Oh, she's in New York. Right. Is it like a the first Taiwanese to win this award or something? Or 
But anyway, I'm not but sure. It's great yeah, anyway. yeah. Maybe the first in in a really long time. What does the mm. set look like? Um, I don't have photos right here, but the set is um they they try to show you the inside of a treehouse. Cool. So that's where the four More girls are trying to have their little yeah um session talk session with Escobar. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Nice. That's I'm cool. already trying to picture yeah, it. We're, yeah, we're really curious about this. I'm sure we can find pictures of it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that's, um, what is her name again? Uh, Chen Yuxuan. Chen Yuxuan. Won the Obi Awards, right? Mm. For uh, set and production design. It's mm-hmm. great. So that's all we have for you today on Here in Taiwan, but do stay tuned for just the classics. For Here in Taiwan, I'm Natalie So. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm Catherine Wei. And I'm Paula Chan. We'll see you next time. You've just tuned into Just the Classics from Shirley Lin. Well, Fei Wang was known as the diva in the Chinese-speaking world. I mean, out of all the divas I talk about in my other music program, she's really the one. She's originally from China, but then she moved to Hong Kong in 1987. There, he became really popular in the 1990s, singing Cantonese songs. Um, she was already someone renowned around the time when I moved back to Taiwan 30 years ago. So she was really popular. She definitely got more than just a few classics of her own, including this one, Yi, I'm Willing.
You're listening to Just the Classics. I'm Shirley Lin. So Fei Wong um, was someone I didn't know anything about when I arrived or returned to Taiwan 30 years ago. The first time I heard about her was when I was working uh, for a music company. It was kind of embarrassing. You see, I had just been back to Taiwan then um, after being away for 23 years. The music company was my second job since coming back to Taiwan. Um, I remember I went to see the music director of the company, uh, a young woman, and uh, I went to her office, and I was very serious when I asked her, who's Fei Wong? You should have seen her face. She rolled her eyes, she almost gagged, and you should have seen the shock look on her face for like a good two minutes. I can't say I know much about Taiwan's music scene, and I still don't, and yet I host this, this program, and a pop music program too. So I'm doing this to pay my apologies and respect to Fei Wong. <laughs> of course, now I love Fei's singing, although she's been off the limelight for a while now. I love her voice, almost soft, but very assuring, clean and effortless, light, but so assuring. And her voice can really, um, you know, manage all the difficult parts, you know, like twist and turn to difficult renditions. She's just amazing. And her agent, you know, said that it's just amazing how she can do so well in the music uh, world when she's someone who wants everything done her way. And she's very creative and very unique in her thinking. I mean, even with her stage outfits and makeup, like that one time she wore a shoe on her head with a feather on top. And then there was another time she had um, blush, red blush, like brushed across her face on the cheeks and over the bridge of her nose, it was really something, you know. And, and she never performs with a chorus or a dance group. She's always alone on stage when she has live concerts. She's just a woman of very few words on top of that. And so all she does is she just sings. And she doesn't really interact with her audience. You know, it's kind of strange. But the thing is that people still love her because they just love her singing. And so I say we hear two songs in a row. Here's uh, Tian Kong, that's another popular one, and Yue Ding.
You know, before Fei Wang had two failed marriages, she had a relationship with a Hong Kong singer actor, 
um, Nicholas Zhe. Um, yeah, in Mandarin it would have been Xie, which means thanks. But Zhe, uh, that's in Cantonese anyway. Okay, what am I saying this? All right, Fei is actually 11 years uh, his senior. Okay, so he's she's uh, 11 years older than Nicholas. But the relationship was short-lived too. Then they went separate ways. Each got married with someone else, Nicholas as well. But um, it was kind of painful watching Nicholas' um, marriage to Cecilia, another Hong Kong actress. Uh, you know, their marriage kind of um, was in the news all the time to the point where they got divorced. And uh, they had two sons from that marriage. I think that Nicholas just could not shake Fei, Fei Wong, from his mind. I think after Nicholas divorced, he went and learned gourmet cooking, of all things, but keeping a very low profile about it until he started, you know, uh, hosting this extremely popular food TV program. And I even watched it all the time with my husband. He's great um, because he would travel the world and bring a celebrity with him to learn cuisines in those countries, you know, and, and you know that he did a lot of uh, research on the food culture there. It's, it's, you know, it's all brought up in the program. And then at the very end, he would cook a dish himself too, using some of the, I don't know, some of the skills and elements and spices and ingredients, I don't know, of that country or something like that. It's totally breathtaking and totally entertaining program. And I mean, he was so good at gourmet cooking and treating, you know, just like preparing food and everything. He, he even learned how to skin like a big fish for making sashimi, you know, raw fish, and, and, and even to searing the steak in such a way that it's that only professional chefs would know how to do. You know what I mean? Uh, I just loved that show. He was so great. And, you know, actually, when he went back to Faye, though they're not married right now, but, uh, you know, just living together, I think, he won over Faye's heart this time with his maturity and awesomeness. You know, just the way that he's doing so successfully with his cooking program and everything. I don't know if it's still on, but um, I don't watch that much TV anymore lately. But, um, you know, before he was just a young singer, a young actor. But now he's just gone through a lot in life, matured and grown up and learned an amazing skill and everything else that came with that skill. So anyway, I'm, I'm sure Faye is proud to be with him now. Not like, you know, before. And who knows if Faye would ever sing again and come into the spotlight again. I hope she does. Well, I don't know. She, she can be strange at times, you know. Um, I think the music company can only wait on her and uh, wait on her time, timing and on her decision and what she thinks and whether she wants or not. But I would love for her to come back into the scene. She's just a great singer, you know. And yeah. And anyway, here's one last classic song of hers. Thank you so much for joining me on Just the Classics. I'm Shirley Lin. This next one will be Mong Zhong Ren. I guess best translated into A Person in Your Dreams. <laughs> Don't you 
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. 
in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kilohertz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kilohertz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.